The Diary of Brood Meslow. After the fight with the spider monkeys, Ren led us farther west until we encountered a black monolith. It was dark and creepy, so much that Simon climbed a tree to keep clear. Rook took off a chunk and we moved on after Dot was able to magically read an inscription about punishment and discover a new symbol. So focusing on the, the writing, I would go into my mind and say, Hello, Genie. Can you help me understand this? And would open my eyes and not really knowing would cast comprehend languages. Oh, okay. To try and understand what it is. Edelstein looks at the writing and says, Da. And so punishment has left the world, giving way to chaos. All is lost. And then Dot's eyes return to normal and Edelstein's presence lifts. I kind of slump a little bit. I'm like, oh, man. That was very weird. We ran into some moving tree creatures called Redwood Beasts and found a strange container of an amber-colored liquid. Like a glass jar? It's a wooden jar. But jars are made of glass. (laughs) Not in this world, buddy. You're like, I can believe moving trees, but wooden jars. That's just crazy. Yeah, you gotta draw the line. WT Foxtrot. With the sun not moving, we decided it was time to stop and rest, with Corball building a tent and Simon searching out some local wildlife, a strange beetle that later invaded our camp with many of its friends, starting a huge fire. I say to the beetle, why are you here? And as you open yourself up to communication, you can hear just a cacophony of these beetles all saying, And as Brood finishes scribbling this down, he looks up. I hope his scribbling is like in Lord of the Rings where they read the diary and it's like going and then it just kind of like (laughs) slides down the page. (laughs) He wouldn't take the time to carve out Og. He would just say it. Yeah. So, currently, the team is standing in the midst of this fire tornado. Rook, you woke up by kicking a beetle, so I assume you were fairly awake at this point, and you are now surrounded by all of these beetles stirring up fire between them as they fly. Oh, fire beetle tornado is all around us. These beetles are, like, normal-sized beetles, or are they... Ginormous. They're very large beetles. They're like roughly football sized. Oh my god, that's horrifying. <laughs> I am going to try and uh, d- distract them and make myself a target. So I'm going to make a lot of noise. I'm going to slam my hammer like against like a rock or against my shield around them a little bit and then see if they focus their attention on me. Okay. Give me a performance check. Big money, no whammies. Ooh, 18. Oh, nice. Um, so 
Rook, you you start trying to draw attention, and you can definitely notice that they are agitated, but they start being more agitated towards you because you're now a central figure that they can focus on. Awesome. So I'm like, hey, hey, and as my bonus action, I take the opportunity to go into a rage. That is my turn. Okay. So Ren, Rook has drawn the attention of all the beetles to himself and has flown into a rage. It is your move. Let me ask, how light is it currently around us? Are these beetles, I I think they're glowing, a fiery glow. Are they lighting Mm -hmm. up the area? Yeah, it's basically a giant bonfire's worth of light from all of the beetles. Great. So what I'm going to do is look at the beetles and go, you beetles are going to be so bright that you're going to catch yourselves on fire and cast vicious mockery to make a wisdom saving throw. They rolled a two. So the beetles are going to take 1d4 psychic damage and they will have disadvantage on the next attack roll. Ren, you shout out an insult at the fiery tornado of beetles, and you see a couple of them start wavering in their flight pattern as they continue their spin. Anything else on your turn? I just hunker further down into the hole like, gosh, I don't know about this. The beetles are up, and they are currently focused on Rook. They are going to start uh, getting closer to you. Bring it Uh, on, you fiery bastards! (laughs) They're swarming in closer. You need to give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. That is not one of my... Oh! Natural 20! Nice. I'm like a goddamn dressage horse sorry i'm <laughs> wordy today <laughs> start dancing around the fire gets closer to you and you do manage to avoid a lot of the damage so instead of nine damage you take half of that damage amazing but this is it's fire damage it is fire damage yes so the the beetles fire strike rook and he's like ah and he's raging but he's withering fast. Okay. Uh, I'm lightly trotting nearly and starting to misstep. It's I thought I was tougher than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so the beetles are swarming around Rook. He's getting a little singed. And Brood is dragging his hammer and he says, Rook, do you need a do you need a uh Help or do you do you need health? The second one, the second one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all like, right. All around him. Brood drags his hammer closer and says, "Now watch your butt. Don't kick me." And he reaches out and don't stand behind me. 
<laughs> touches Rook on the side. Immediately uh, kick out. No! <laughs> Did you... He, he touched me on the side. <laughs> I said, watch your butt as I got closer. Yeah, but he touched me on the side. Not, he's not behind me, is he? Yeah, I'm on the side of you, touching your side. Yeah, so he's fine. I still kick okay. out, though. <laughs> Do you feel a little bit like a static shock, like when someone drags their socks across the floor and then touches you? And you regain 12 HP as... Brood touches you. That is an adorable analogy for a very <laughs> dire situation. <laughs> and Brood says, "You all right? That's the I'm a healer. It's what I do." Thank you, Dot. You're next, Simon. You're after that. I kind of shrink back up, and I'm like, "Oh no! What did I do?" What have I caused? And I fire an Eldritch Blast <laughs> at them. 18 to hit. That'll hit. And that is five force damage and two bludgeoning damage. You stay away from my friend. What color is your Eldritch Blast? It's blue. You throw this blue energy which is in stark contrast to the hot fire. And if you were outside, you would see this blue hit almost this wall of red flame. And there's a flash of purple and two or three of the beetles drop from the air outside of the tornado. I don't know if this is helping, Rook. I'm, I'm hoping that you stay alive. <laughs> Simon, you're up. Corball, you're next. Um, I am going to try and connect with them again, see if it can work better this time. As I've learned a little bit about their disposition, <laughs> the chain around my forearm tightens and a drop of blood drips down into my hand, which I then put to my mouth. And I then fling my arms wide, pushing back my cloak, and my wings spread wide. And I jump up into the air and start flying as fast I can straight up, yelling in the beetle tongue, food, food, food. And I'm trying to fly to one of the redwood beasts to try and draw them oh. to a better food source. Okay. You managed to draw attention, but the tornado is too big to move quickly. So at the very least, you've drawn attention away from the people on the ground. And they are actively watching you go up and all of their little black beetly eyes are on you. And I'm, I'm pointing towards the leaves ab above me. Okay. How far up do you go? 35 feet. Okay, so you're just barely up out of the tornado at this point. Yeah. Corball, you're up. Rook, you are next. How close are the beetles to Rook and or Simon? Simon is five feet above the tornado, and Rook is still fairly close to the beetles. 
Um, Within five feet of the beetles. Okay. I reach out my hand. Well, I can make fire. Maybe I can stop it. And instead of opening my hand, I close my hand. uh, And I'm going to try and use control flames to, like, put out the fire near Rook. Okay. Read me the description of control flames. Yeah, it's a non-magical flame that I can see that fits within a five-foot cube. I can expand it, direct it. I can extinguish the flame within the cube. I can double or have the area of bright light and dim light. So I know it won't put out like the whole tornado, but maybe just enough to not burn Rook or not True. burn him as much. Corball is reaching out to these flames in an attempt to control them. He has an affinity for fire. It is something that you have this weird innate connection with. And as you reach out, you can feel rage and confusion in the fire as you are reaching out to it. It almost as if the fire has emotions and you are working to exert your will over this rage and confusion that's basically causing the fire and uh, around don't don't hurt my friends protect yourself rook and as you do i'm trying <laughs> the flames immediately to the side of rook sputter and go out so there's now a hole in the tornado it's breaking down the connection it seems as though the connection was causing more and more fire as they lit each other as they spun around. Mm -hmm. And so now it's kind of sputtering like a candle in the wind. Like half of the tornado is still on fire and the other half at the bottom (laughs) is like weirdly not on fire. Yeah, there's like a weird stutter in it now. Perfect. And that's my turn. Rook, you're up and Ren, you're on deck. Corball just managed to give you a little bit of a reprieve from the beetles as they are put out. What is your move? They hit me, so like for like, and I swing wildly with my warhammer, just <laughs> like kind of a like kind of like above my head. No, like a no, panic. I said, flailing. run, protect <laughs> yourself. <laughs> <laughs> My turn's not over yet. (laughs) (laughs) I can flail wildly and run away. (laughs) I'm getting there, Corval. I promise. (laughs) So I swing around wildly. I've never attacked a tornado before. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And they are kind of small. So you swing and there's more angry buzzing as they kind of fly around your weapon, avoiding your swing. Uh-huh. But they do not restart flame at this point. Well, that's not working, and I start trying to lead them away. You got <laughs> some of their attention, obviously, because they flew to avoid it, but most of them are watching Simon f- 35 feet above you. Oh, I'm worried I'll ruin Simon's plan. <laughs> I feel like I'd be distracted. Yeah, I'm going to get their attention and try and run away, and maybe we can split them up or something. I don't know. Sure. So, currently, I'd say that you have the attention of about five of the beetles. So, if you wanted to start, I don't moving- like what a thousand. <laughs> like- 
How many beetles fit in a tornado? It's a good question. One that you don't know the answer to. I do. But if you wanted to draw away those five, you definitely could. Okay. I'll do what I can. Okay. So are you taking off then? Yes. Like halfway. Just until people can finish getting the tent down and safe. Okay. That we're sleeping in that I assume that they're still working on. <laughs> I try and yell out, good job, Rook, but it just comes out. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're screaming at me. <laughs> <laughs> How far away are you moving, Rook? 20 feet away from the group. So you're running into the trees then? Yes, wisely. I'm running into the trees. Okay. <laughs> God, this is going to turn out to be the toilet paper fire 2006 (laughs) rook after swinging wildly takes off into the twilight ren after hunkering down what are you up to after looking around and realizing that there's a lot of fire and our tent may melt or burn away ren is going to fly and start to undo a couple of the corners and pull the tent down into a corner of the footprint so that it is protected and in a bundle. You can choose between an acrobatics or an athletics check. I'll do an acrobatic. Okay. 13. Ren, you are able to get around to two of the corners and drop it down and push it back into a safer space. It is no longer actively in danger of catching fire. Heck yeah. And I assume that that is my action. Yes. And as a bonus action, I would like to look out and sing a little ditty and inspire Simon. Say, Simon, you got this. I believe in you. You are the best vampire person thing in the world. I know you're just figuring it out, but you will eventually figure out what your body does. So loaded. (laughs) So much to digest and learn. (laughs) And that is Ren's turn. I'm the best and worst bard ever. <laughs> <laughs> Just own that it. Gives, Just that, own is that it. a D4 or a D6? Uh, it is a D6 inspiration dice. Cool. Which you may need to use, because it is now the Beatles' turn. Rook, you need to give me a deck save as the Beatles are chasing you. And Simon, the tornado starts to lift, and they're coming closer to you. Give me a deck save as well. So I'm screaming. I hear the chittering coming from Simon and mistakenly think it's the Beatles scaring at me. And in so doing, I kind of stumble around and I rolled a five for my deck save. Okay. It is a DC 11. Oh, boy. And as I'm flying up there, I feel so inspired by the song below that I just decide that nothing can hurt me and I just stay still and I roll the five. Okay. (laughs) 
So both of you take the full damage. So you take six damage from the beetles. While they come closer, I just spread my arms wide and I yell at them. I say, come at me. Except it's... <laughs> Guys, I think Simon's turning into one of them. <laughs> and uh, I cast Absorb Elements as a reaction. Okay. Oh, that's a cool move. As part of the tornado flame breaks off from the beetles and comes up into me, I absorb it and my veins start glowing red. Now you have resistance to fire, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. I'm just trying to remember the the spell itself. So the beetles have started coming up towards Simon, and some of them have split off and started chasing Rook into the woods. Brood is up next. Dot, you're after Brood. Brood looks to Corball and goes, What do I do? What do, what, what do I do? Help them. Uh, um, I can't reach nobody. Um, uh, take, the, take the box off the hammer. <laughs> it's the solution for everything. <laughs> it's just going to fix everything. Can, do, do you have water? Can we put him out? I can try. Brood sets his box on a stick down so the stick is pointing up at the sky and he holds on to it with both hands and trying to harness the magic that he has been using for something, anything. He's holding on to it and all of his muscles tense like he's being electrocuted and a bolt of lightning shoots up to the sky from the upside down box on a stick. There's a clap of thunder and above Simon, a cloud spreads and it starts to rain where everything is just soaked. And as the rain comes down, all the beetles are extinguished the fire is completely out and they are now just a swirling group of insects at this point. And Brood, his muscles finally relax and he kind of slumps down. All right, well, I don't think I can do that again, but that worked, right, Corball? That, that'll do. Guys, destroy the hammer. The gods are attacking. <laughs> the gods are attacking from the sky. No, that was me, Rook. That was me. <laughs> Are you sure? Pretty sure. It hurt like crap. The fire threat is currently out, although the beetles are still around. Dot, you are up. Simon, you are following Dot. Do any of the bugs seem hostile still? They're From all still pretty tell? hostile, but they're just not fiery anymore. Gotcha. Well, I would fire then at whichever ones are still chasing Rook. The rest are all following Simon, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. And Simon can fly, so I'm hoping he can stay away from them. <laughs> he can. And I'm hoping he's talking to them and can do that, so... Yeah, I will fire at them. A natural one. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That is not good. Oh no, Rook's <laughs> gonna die. Oh no! <laughs> Hitting Rook with oh, your no. attack. How much damage are you doing? Three. Sorry, Rook, that is terrible. The bugs <laughs> just keep moving so fast. Ow! And Rook immediately, like, kicks up behind him. <laughs> Roll an attack to see if you happen to catch a beetle in your kick. 16. Yeah! You hit with a 16. Okay, it was nice. a roundabout way, but we got there. <laughs> uh, that's eight, eight points of bludgeoning damage. Alright, you're down to four beetles chasing you now. You yeah. dropped one. I think that beetle hey, just bit you in the butt. <laughs> Ow! He's being all hurt. But you got him. Good job. Thank you. Simon, you're up. Corball, you're following Simon. Can I get to the leaves of the nearby? To the Redwood Beast? Yes. So I'll go and perch on one of the branches and just shake it so that a bunch of the leaves start falling towards the tornado as I yell out, Food! <laughs> you definitely t can tell that the beetles are actively watching you and you can assume that they will be following you shortly okay Corball you're up Rook you are after Corball uh yeah Rook keep yourself safe and I just pull out my crossbow and try and shoot one of the ones that's following him that I don't know that's a 12 plus 5 17 that'll hit 10 points of piercing damage all right we'll drop another one so now you've just got the three following you Rook. run run Rook run <laughs> Rook you're up Ren you're on deck um I'm I'm, I'm trying to run. What do you think I'm doing? <laughs> uh, in a, like, serpentine through tree, like... Like jumping they're, through trees. Like, yeah, they're not really following me. They're go, following, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. They're not really following me. They're following Simon, so... There are some following you, for sure, though. You know that there are. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to turn and fight, so I'm going to try and happy Gilmore any of them okay so swing away 11 <laughs> that will miss <laughs> swing and hit a tree yeah, thud <laughs> as you hit a tree mm -hmm. turns out to be another redwood beast that shifts uncomfortably as you've smashed into one of his legs oh no he's gonna step <laughs> on me ren you're up ren is huddled down and pops up out of the hole and looks around. How far is, is Simon and Rook away from Ren? Simon would be probably 40 feet away from you. Uh, Rook didn't specify, but the last he was running, he ran 20 feet away from where you are. Okay, great. So seeing Rook being closer, Ren will go ahead and yell out, Hey, you Beatles! You're beetles, and you know what that means? I'm gonna beat you into a L. <laughs> and cast Vicious Mockery. 
so I'm vicious. <laughs> Go ahead for the Beatles. Make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. It's like dad joke mockery. It is. <laughs> you just wait. It's going to get Which worse is. and worse as we progress. <laughs> Which is what makes it. It has to be the most vicious thing anyone's ever said to a beetle <laughs> it's true and they only rolled a five to defend against it all right so they're gonna take um one t4 worth of damage and they have disadvantage on their next attack roll oh nice so four points of psychic damage you see one of the little beetles he puts his little pincers to his heart and goes ah as he keels over Rook, you've got two beetles still following you. It's like, worst food ever. (laughs) (laughs) Poison food. All right, and I will go ahead and this time shout out to Rook and say, Rook, you're a centaur. You can go far. Kick those beetles out of the air. Like you don't care. And cast a Bardic Inspiration. Rook, you have a D6 Inspiration dice. Yes. So inspired. (laughs) I don't care how far (laughs) I can go the distance. (laughs) All right, Red, is that your turn? That is my turn. All right. Uh, the beetles are no longer on fire, but they are still trying to attack Rook. They rolled a 14 to hit you, Rook. Did they get their disadvantage? Oh, yeah. So they actually rolled a 4 to hit you, Rook, so I assume that misses. That definitely misses. AC ever. <laughs> Go, Ren. <laughs> and then they try to hit Simon. Not all of them are attacking, some of them are settling into the leaves. Simon, they rolled an 8 to hit you. I assume that does not hit. That does not hit. Okay. So as the beetles descend onto the the redwood beast, you can feel a vibration from the redwood beast. It is unhappy that you have drawn all these things to it. And this guy is taking off at a run. Simon, give me a dex save since you're, are you sitting on the tree or just near the tree? Uh, I was just like holding onto the branch, but in the air, just shaking the branch. Give me a dex save anyway to see if you notice quickly enough to let go before it drags you too far away. Can I just choose to fail? Sure. Okay, I will choose to fail, and as he starts running off, I'll just continue to shake the branch. Food! Food! (laughs) You are now moving at a breakneck pace for us, so it takes off in a sprint and moves you 45 feet away from the rest of the group. Brood's up, Dot, you're after Brood. Brood is looking real tired (laughs) after what he's done, but he does still see the ones following Rook. And he is going to take his hammer and pick it up and drop it. And there is a another thunderous clap from the skies. Oh, Has the bottom of the tornado lifted up yet? 
Yes. The tornado is no longer existent. The beetles are either on the tree around you or following root. Okay. Cool. So Brood picks up the hammer and drops it, and there's this thunderous noise from the skies again, and another one of the beetle drops out of the air from behind Rook. You're down to the one. Uh, Brood's okay. very tired. He's not hurt. He's just tired. I'm, I'm trying to help. I don't know what to do about that one. And he points at Simon being dragged away by the Redwood Beast. Dot, it is your turn. With only one left on Rook, I'm going to start firing at the ones at Simon. They're still like 40 or 50 or 60 feet away, right? So I can still shoot them. I got 120 feet, so I can shoot them for at least a couple more rounds. Uh, that's a 14 to hit. Ooh, that's 10 damage, 8 force, and 2 bludgeoning. So Simon, as you're being dragged away... Dot. Oh, you see a, a blue streak of light fly through the branches and hit one of the beetles near you, and it drops to the ground underneath you as the redwood beast is making its escape. Dot, any more actions? <clears throat> I would try and move 30 feet closer to them. Well, I mean... To try and be, not directly under them, because I don't want them to see me. Just so that as the beetles run away, they're still within my range to keep firing at them. Okay. So Dot takes off in a, in a sprint after Simon and his new steed, as it were. Simon, you are up. Corball, you're next. I will move higher up the beast and latch onto a, a higher up branch and shake that one and say, hide, hide in the food, be safe, hide <laughs> in the food, and shake the branches. Most of them are paying attention to the beast now because it is f food. There are still a couple that have their little beady eyes on you, but overall, the beast is probably in more immediate danger now than you are. Did the ones that have eyes on me, did they react at all? Give me a performance check. Nat 20. Oh, all right. <laughs> Apparently, your accent was has been a little off this whole time, but suddenly you just nail Fire Beetle, and they're like, oh, oh, food, oh, <laughs> food, food, yeah, food. And they all suddenly get it, and there is a general consensus that food is better than whatever on Earth you are. <clears throat> I take two big swoops with my wings, and fly straight up off of the beast as my bat-like silhouette covers up part of the moon. And then I <laughs> dive back to the ground and I angle to kind of a, a tree-ish area rather than directly to the group and try and land into some cover so I can walk out of it is my goal. Okay. How close would you say you're landing to Dot? I wouldn't want to be seen by Dot when I land. I'm just self-conscious, and I don't want to walk up to any of my party members with my wings out. Okay. Gotcha. Corball, and then Rook is up if Corball is, doesn't manage to kill the last beetle flying around Rook. Uh, Rook! No! Run! Run away, <laughs> Rook! 
protect yourself. And I just fire another crossbow at it uh, for okay. 21 to hit. That'll hit. And five points of piercing damage. Let's make it epic. Rook is kind of moving away, and I shoot the beetle, and I do that thing where it sticks through the beetle and sticks into the tree right in front of him as he's running away, so he sees it. <laughs> and its little legs just kind of yeah. deflate as it's pinned to the tree. <laughs> we are officially out of combat. The rain has stopped, but everything is fairly wet at this point. Rook is 20 feet away. Simon is 40 feet away. Dot is 30 feet away. And I don't think anybody has eyes on everybody right now. Ren's going to go ahead and cast light on a stick near the pit to allow it to light up like a bright torchlight. Oh, over here. Okay, everyone group back up. Yeah, I'm I'm here already. I'll I'll start putting the tent back up so maybe they can spot that too. Ren will help Corball by kind of flying and getting a tent over and working with him. I'm trying to look and see where Simon landed and make sure there's no more beetles coming after him with my hands out, kind of glowing blue a little bit. I'd come out of the bushes at some point and I would have my cloak wrapped really tight around me and my head down and I'm like, God, I think we'll be okay. Let's, let's head back. Oh, you're safe. Are they gone? They, they seem to be happy uh, with their, their newfound uh, parasitic relationship. <laughs> you can hear the redwood beast thumping around off in the distance as it runs. <laughs> you, you turned into like a beetle there. <laughs> like you were talking beetle. You had like these weird beetle wings. Make my way back towards the group towards daylight where Ren cast it. And I walk up to Brood. Brood. We need to get rid of that. Gesturing to the thing in the box. I can't get rid of it. It's my daddy's. He'd be very mad if I just threw it away. You opened the sky. Yeah, and it saved your life. You summoned the power of the gods. You're going to bring their wrath down on us. Well, I was just trying to help, and if you didn't I, notice, it I, helped. I, I know. It helped. Put both of my hands on his shoulders, like gratefully. I appreciate you trying to help, but I'm. We had a hard time fighting beetles. We can't fight a god. I don't know a lot about magic, but I did hear stories about the sky opening and great beams of power firing down and destroying the earth and. You know, what that hammer did sounded like that from the old stories, from the warnings. Like, aren't you afraid? Well, to be honest, I'm just happy I could do something. I, th I thought I was just a, a walking bandage. But, okay, I, I don't want to get rid of Daddy's hammer. What if I just don't do that anymore? What if you just take Can it I out of the box? <laughs> that what? might be worse. 
Don't ever take it out of the box. Haven't you ever heard of the story of Daddy's Box? <laughs> Where it opened. I haven't. Is that a real it thing? It opened and everything bad in the world came out. Yeah, I don't want to do that. But it's the only thing that my daddy ever held sacred was this stupid box on a stick. And if I just dumped it out here in the woods, I, I don't think it would be a good thing. So, Rook, I don't want to make you nervous or scared or nothing. So I'll just hold on to it. And I, I won't do that no more. I promise. Uh, what this, if I take this scrap metal that I have and we put a metal box around the wooden box? Oh, uh, that'll make it awful heavy, but yeah, if that'll make you feel better, sure, yeah. All right, and I set to work. <laughs> you know, that brings up a good point, Brid and Rook, and really everyone. We kind of all are using the magic, I, and I don't know how magic really works, but... The, I mean, are we all using magic from gods? And is that something that we need to still be worried about? Or are we kind of renegades where we are just doing our own thing now? Uh, I hadn't worried too much about it, but it sounds like maybe there is something to be worried about. I don't know. Root certainly seems to think that I'm going to cause a problem, and I don't want to. My not, not you, the hammer. Box, well, my box on a stick. But what if you cover it, and then it's more shielded? Can I still do my magic? Because I mean, I healed you, and that was magic, but wasn't a bad thing, right? Is the magic from the gods? I thought the magic was from the sage. Well, he said that the divine casket that he found. I don't well, know what divine he, means. What? I don't know what divine means. It's where the de grapes are from. Oi. <laughs> Simon, you are not nearly oh. old enough to be telling dad jokes. I wasn't much <laughs> of a wine drinker. You know, I mostly drink ale and mead and mostly mead. Maybe we'll find more answers when we get to the next casket. Or when. The sage said that the only way he was able to build the casket was to draw magic out of people that have been poisoned by it. So, it may not be from the gods. It could just be from some other sort of magical source in Nephilim. We don't know. The rain and the thunder, it came from the sky, and that's where all the disasters came from before. It's why we went underground. You're right. I want to be helpful, so I will try very hard to not draw unnecessary attention to us, Rook, I promise. And Brood, I think what you did was I, fantastic. You essentially saved us all. You put the fire tornado out and got rid of a lot of them. I get Rook's point, but without you, I don't know if we would still be here. And Simon and I, I everybody agree. else. It, it's almost like we're we're working together as a team more. I can't only imagine if if they would have kept on fire, what could have happened to us? That was quick thinking on your part. Well, it it was more out of desperation than thought, but I'm glad something happened. I'm glad it worked. 
But hopefully, with Rook covering it, he points to Rook, who is, <laughs> I assume, pulling out scraps of metal, preparing to work. It, with Rook covering it, maybe it'll it'll shield it a bit more, and it won't be quite so noisy or, or flashy next time. Yeah. They say as I'm in the back, like, stoking. <laughs> this is going to take me a while, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it just let me have it when I need it. But other than that, you are welcome to carry it, because I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's heavy. That is a heavy box on a stick. Is it? And I pick it up with, like, three fingers. <laughs> Well, you, you need to remember, I'm only three foot, and this, the, the darn stick oh. is longer than I am. I don't know about y'all, but I am just pooped. I need to sleep. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I am exhausted as well. You shouldn't do those two things together. Like, <laughs> poop away from the tent, and then come back and sleep. Oh, fair point, fair point. My daddy used to tell me about going camping and digging holes. And, and using leaves. I had no idea what he was talking about. But now I get it. There's leaves everywhere. Yeah. Downhill from the tent. Downhill from... Okay. And Brood wanders off to find himself a place to poop before he sleeps. Rick <laughs> is very particular about the cleanliness of the tent. I go in and just go to sleep. Ren curls up and finds a corner in the hole. So the night... Passes pretty quietly. Everyone takes their turn watching over the evening. Everyone feels adequately rested as if they've rested for a good long time. I would sneak out of the tent and go to a little kind of secluded area and go through the yoga. PG-13. Hey, hey. <laughs> down to my skivvies, down to my underwear, sorry, Ruse. And I would go through the the dynamic meditation that my mother had taught me as a child growing up. And I would go through all the yoga poses and the the strikes and the attacks and uh, just really focusing on centering myself after all the craziness that happened over the last two days. And at the end of it, I just kind of set my jaw. All right. I think I've got an idea. I put all my clothes back on, get everything situated, and, and head back to the group. The group is just waking up as Corball comes back into camp. Brood is tying his hair back again, looking at his hammer that Rook has been working on throughout the evening. I really have no concept of how long it would take to make a large metal box. <laughs> well... We'll have you roll Make for a crafting it. roll. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we get to make a crafting roll. <laughs> yes. So, go ahead and just roll a d20. 12. Throughout the couple of hours that you worked on it during your shift, you've got the skeleton of a box. The Warhammer head has bars on each vertices where the two sides come together but it's not completely encased in you feel you feel pretty proud of the work you were able to do in that short amount of time oh very nice i'm very proud of the work i've done in the short amount of time that i've had this brood Uh, if nothing else you've made it a stronger box on a stick which i i appreciate oh yeah of, of course is it too 
Is it too heavy? I'm going <laughs> to drop it into your hands. <laughs> Brute does a full forward drop as he's handed his box on a stick back. Well, that'll take some getting used to. But uh, I'm, I'm going to get some serious muscles dragging this around. All right. Is is everyone awake? I don't know. Dot's still kind of sleepy looking, but I think we're all awake. Ren rubs their eyes, shakes their body off, flutters their wings. I feel a lot better after after sleeping that long. Oh, that was well needed after the last couple of days. I agree. Well, Simon, you're awake and alive. Yes. Um, just kind of nestled into one of the ridges of the tent hole. I have my cloak wrapped around tightly and my hood kind of pulled down and you can still see my eyes and they're open. Well, yesterday was fun and all, but there was about seven times that we could have been killed. And I, <laughs> I feel like we need to be a little more strategic going forward. Um, what does that means word mean? planned out. I mean, we didn't even stop to eat yesterday. We didn't get water. We need to make sure that we're staying healthy and not falling into random attacks by spider monkeys or fire tornado beetles. Or So what's everybody good at? What, what, what's your strength? Apparently, I'm pretty good at healing people. Okay, healing's good. Let's let's keep you kind of in the middle of the group. That way you're able to help us out if any of us take a, a bad hit or bad fall. Back when I worked with the hunters, we'd have a scout that would kind of go out a little ahead and check to make sure everything was safe. So if there's anybody that's really stealthy and maybe good at seeing things, we could have that person scout out ahead wherever we go and then come back and let us know what's coming up that way we don't get caught off guard oh, i i'm pretty good at being okay. sneaky and i can fly and get places i'm pretty good at getting up close to things i'm not always best at looking at the big picture and kind of oversight but I'm, I'm good when i get close to things and can kind of dig okay. in a little bit what else, Simon? What about you? This life is very new to me. I don't know. I feel like I got lucky last night in not a good way. But I do seem to have exhibited some affinity for knowing when there is life around and there is something inside me that understands the land around us that I don't quite understand myself. I don't know if that helps or, or answers your question, but I've been that's, thinking about it all morning. That's scary and also perfect. Maybe you would be great at finding us food along the way. And water. I'm I'm plumb out of water. I don't know about everybody else. Did I don't know who measured these rations, but they are not 
big enough. <laughs> I, I've, I've been eating two a meal. Oh, Brooke. You're going to have to go on a diet, buddy, unless you're willing to find more food. I am not three feet tall. <laughs> How about this? I I'll burn eat, calories. <laughs> I'll eat half my ration and give you the other half because these things are just too big. Speaking okay. of food, um, those beetles looked big enough to eat. <laughs> Ew, you want to eat a fire beetle? Ew. Oh, they're what? pre-cooked. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten beetles many times. These look like the biggest gourmet beetles I've ever seen. We should definitely at least try them. Like a little nibble and make sure we're not going to get sick from it. If anybody in the group wants to try to make food out of the beetles, you can give me a survival check. I'm going to pass I would try on that one. <laughs> Corval's like, no thanks. 18. Oh, wow. oh nice. Roll a d6. Nah, one. <laughs> so Dot dives into some of these beetle carcasses, and he is able to pull out four rations worth of these gooey organs that they have. They are edible and will work as food. Yeah. So you basically add four rations. If you want to put them separately as beetle bladders, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> I mean, they're the first thing that I oh, would look. be eating. <laughs> I was on board until... <laughs> beetle bladders. <laughs> I was on board until you said bladder. <laughs> yeah. It was alliterative. Guys, it sounded fun. <laughs> you guys look at these. Like The rest of the beetle kind of seems a little bit so-so, eh, but this part, like... I taste it a little bit. It's really good. Oh. Uh, when I get desperate, I, I may eat one of thems, but that is a little too jiggly gross for me. Uh, well, look. Um, to me, um, this looks delicious. Last night, we... It does smell good. Well, look. Last night, we, we <laughs> found a direction with the little bracelet thing on my wrist... And I feel like today we should head south. Uh, maybe while we're walking, Simon, if you notice anything that could serve as real food, let us know. <laughs> Ren, I do appreciate you being able to lead us, but if you could just stay within like yelling distance. So in case you need help, we can get there quick. Yeah, that, that seems good. I don't really want to be off on my own out here. I appreciate having you all around. Maybe Brood and I stay together in the center of the group as kind of a, a last-ditch support if we run into anything bad. Yeah, I, I'm game. We may want to look for water, too, as we go, because we're going to need water. So I, I kind of assume that would be Simon. Oh, Simon's finding water. Oh, all right. Corball. You kept admonishing that I get away from the beetles last night. I was trying to draw them towards me on purpose. Oh. I can take a hit and I'm a bigger target than several of our teammates. Well, that makes and, so uh, much more sense now. 
<laughs> I just apparently fire hurts more. As I hold the little um, flame in my hand. Uh, yeah. So we it's should good. have everything covered between the two of us. I don't have a lot of skills, but I can carry a lot of weight. I can lift heavy things. I'm 73 pounds. Can you carry that? Yes. Oh. I could carry several of you. Wow. Oh, all right. And you've already been carrying well, Dot. Maybe Brood and Dot can ride on... And I can walk if you're tired. Oh, yeah. I'm not tired. Oh. Maybe Brood and Dot can ride on Rook. In case anybody gets into trouble, they can get Brood up real fast to heal. And I'll walk right behind with Simon, just kind of keeping him on track while he's able to look around for food and water. And Ren will kind of scout out ahead and let us know what's coming. All right. It's, it sounds organized to me. As everybody's getting packed up and it feels like there's not this big group discussion going on anymore, I'll try and wait for a moment and i'll go up to dot you see these lines on the back of the carcass of the beetle that you were cutting up this is where its life fluid flows and if you follow that you can track that to its heart the next time you want to cut one of these up that will show you how to get more out of it I just thought i'd i'd mention it to you Man, I should have let you get the food. I, no, I, you did a great job. I just noticed that while you were kind of cutting into it, that it was kind of apparent to me that where its life was strongest, it just kind of stuck out to me. Well, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, I like, I mean, I don't mind beetles. Everybody seems to think the beetles aren't very good, but I've had a lot of beetles, and to me, they're very good. Never had giant ones, though, so I'm ex I'm excited to try it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and I walk off. The team is taking off now. I've rolled a couple things already, so you do know you are moving south. Simon, do you want to look for anything while we're moving through? Absolutely. I definitely feel responsible. Okay. <laughs> Give me a survival check. 19. Nice. Simon, as you are behind the group, it doesn't take long for you to kind of sense the life of the forest around you, and you very quickly are able to notice that there is a small stream that is fairly close moving south. The group is going to be able to harvest 10 gallons of water out of the stream that you find. I'll just climb up into a tree that has like a branch kind of overhanging the stream and I'll just sit there and watch everybody collect water. So you've drank today and then your water skins are full. I only have one also. So that might be something that we need to remedy at some point. Does anybody here know how to make water skins? I've never made a water skin, but I have some sewing equipment. I do some of my own sewing and my clothes. So if we got some material, I could maybe make some with the thread and things I have. I kind of think those spider monkey things would have been a good... <laughs> their skins might have worked. That's a, that's a good thought. I also have this bucket 
that can hold three gallons of water if we need it. But it doesn't have a top or anything. <laughs> I'll carry the bucket. Simon, don't you need water hanging out in the tree? You're not going to drink nothing up there. I am not thirsty at all. Well, that doesn't seem appropriate. It's been a while. I don't need to drink now. I don't know why. But I feel fine still. I'm not I'm not even hungry either. Oh. The group has been moving now for probably an hour to two hours as you're moving forward from camp. Ren, in the distance, you see a very large tree. And you can see that there is a hole in the bottom of the trunk. And you can hear what sounds like metal hitting wood coming from inside the tree. Ren thinks this is really odd and, and flies down. Y'all, uh, there's this tree up there and there's like almost a metal sounds, wood metal clanking in there. Do y'all want to check it out or? Oh, I, I just used the last of my metal scraps on the hammer. I, I, I could use some more. We should be very careful. Well, of course, but part of me thinks that everything in this world is trying to kill us, but I want to learn about what Mantle is like now. And... I agree. You know, to learn more, we have to take some risks. Albeit, it should be calculated risks if we just run away and hide we're never going to find anything new or interesting Ren, that's that's really smart maybe we head in as a group but on our guard and ready to respond right get a closer look uh before rushing in or anything and see if we can't get any more information from somewhat of a distance before committing or something dot you tried talking your way mind you it was against how the Nephilim, but you you were doing really good for for a while. Maybe you could be the voice. And I yeah. do like to talk. <laughs> I would love to do that. You know, earlier you were asking, like, what are we good at? And I just, I felt like I wasn't good at anything, but you know, I am good the, at talking to people. Bolting, I thing, that's pretty it. cool. That's true. I do like that. I... I'm still getting used to the push against my hand when I do it. Yeah, so, like okay, it. if there's if there's living beings there, maybe you talk. Okay. Yeah, I, I'll do the talking. If anything goes wrong, Dot, I can bite you. Let's not do that, though. There's a little bolt-shaped, like, scar on Rook's ass from Dot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a My Little Pony with a yeah, that, <laughs> mark on your beetle. <laughs> that beetle bit a little thing on your butt. <laughs> I can't see it. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> uh, Rook, do you think I should carry my, my box on a stick for this in case I need to hit something? I think it's okay to carry. 
you know, I just realized if you want it to be sharp instead of flat, if we find more metal, I could also make it like a box in an axe on a stick. Oh, wow. Or a pike or some other various metal. We'll, we'll work with it. I think the more that it's covered, the better. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, what if one side's an axe and the other side is just blunt? Oh, yeah. Then I'd have the choice of smash or stab. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> all right. If the group wants to do it stealthily, let's get some a group stealth roll going. I'm also trying to walk up in a non-threatening way because I don't have any weapons in my hands or anything like that. So I'm still being kind of stealthy, but I'm not trying to look... Like, if they saw me, it wouldn't look weird. I'm not trying to hide. And if they saw me, they would definitely think I was about to attack Dot. Because <laughs> you're lurking <laughs> behind him. <laughs> I advance your blood. I would walk <laughs> next to Dot, um, just not holding weapons, like crossbow on my back, sword on my hip. Guys, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> I got a 14. Ren rolled a 9. Natural 20. Uh, Dirty 20. I rolled a nine. The group is pretty good. Brood is not great with his new metal cased hammer, so it's a little noisier than he would probably like it to be. As you guys approach the tree with Dot and Korbog leading, and you can all now hear the unmistakable sounds of metal hitting wood. The clanking stops. You're still a little ways off, and... Suddenly, sauntering out of the tree is a dwarf of some kind. It doesn't look like any dwarf you've seen before. He is dressed like a mountain man with clothes made out of leaves and strips of bark. And the reason he looks so vastly different from other dwarves is that he seems to have he seems to have burls on the right side of his face his neck and going down his arm so that basically just his little fingers are sticking out of these burls that have grown all over the upper right hand side of his body and he's holding uh, a chisel and a hammer that he's been apparently working in the tree. And he looks up as you approach. First, he sees Dot. And I wave, hello. And the rest of the group coming up behind, and he sees Rook. Dot, he's working with wood. I, I love wood. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I mean, I think you guys will be fast. I'll, I'll let you do the talking. But if it goes to wood, I'm in. All right, deal. Hello, Master Dwarf. The burled dwarf looks over the group, and his eyes kind of settle on Rook. I didn't realize the Sun Stallions were joining forces with other kinds these days. I'm not sure y'all are welcome here. And that's where we'll end our session tonight. What? Why does he have to be a mean dwarf? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Seven Bones podcast. We know there are many like it, and we appreciate that you took the time to listen to ours. If you'd like, you can contact us using the email address bones at sevenbonespodcast.com. And that's with the number seven. So the number seven bonespodcast.com. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.